0: The following audio is from Lifehouse Church. We hope you are blessed by this message and encourage you to connect with us on social media or at LifeHouseChurch.org. Do you ever wonder if we've lost the wonder of Christmas? And as a result, we live lost. I wonder if you've lost the wonder of Christmas and you're living far more lost than you need to what happens is we've become maybe a little too familiar with Christmas, with the nativity story, with the possibility and the reality that God became a man, that heaven entered earth, and familiarity breeds contempt. We trade what we once treated as valuable for something Casual, right? Your your favorite vacation spot loses its attraction. The new car smell fades and you begin to lose the mystery of the spouse that you fell in love with. Familiarity breeds contempt. And as a result, we start to look for something more because what we're experiencing isn't enough. See, when you lose the wonder, you live lost. And so we need something more to fill. So we need more and we do more and we do it to Christmas. And so we fill Christmas with so much, so much decorating and so much activity and so much celebrating and so much eating. And then what happens when you can't have all of that, when you can't get what you want or do what you want or do all the things you had planned to do, You feel like something is missing and certainly in 2020 so much has been changed and canceled that Christmas is not at all the way you would have imagined it would be. And so now we go looking to fill what's missing with more and so maybe you have to buy more or even drink more. But the reality is that what's missing from Christmas is not something that can be filled with more, but going back to and regaining what we've lost that has left us lost. Instead, our wondering turns to wandering and that wandering frames our perspective and too often our perspective is so narrow and we lose our way because we've lost our wonder. The author, John, he, he tried to recapture the wonder of Christmas for those he wrote to. John was no uh, just ordinary guy who had read about Christmas. John was a friend and follower of Jesus. So he was an eyewitness to Jesus' life and death, his miracles and his resurrection. And so around 90 AD, very late in his life, he wrote, the story, his eyewitness account of the life and teachings of Jesus. But he was writing to people who were second and third generation Christians who started to hear the story of Jesus and think it was nothing more than like their mythology or folklore. And so he was writing to help them recapture the wonder, to captivate them in the mystery of God becoming man. And so he tells the story of Christmas in a very powerful and poetic way. And so as we jump in, we're going to read the story of Christmas written from John's experience. And he writes it this way. In him, referring to Jesus, was life. And that life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, but the darkness has not understood it. John wonders how Christmas could have lost its wonder. What did John wonder? Maybe he wondered if he would be forgotten. Maybe he wondered if it was worth it. Maybe he wondered if all of the suffering and all of the trouble mattered. But in his wondering, he did not begin to wander into lostness because he was captivated by wonder And he began to imagine the light above all light, the creator of light entering into the darkness. He began to wonder about God of all life entering into the dead places of the world we live. And as he began to wonder, he hoped that it would fill every reader and every hearer with a wild imagination of what it could possibly be like for God to become a man. See, God... He couldn't contain himself. He had made a promise from the very beginning. When the world was corrupted by darkness and death overcame life, God made a promise that one day he would become a man. He would enter into the world he created. And so when he fulfilled that promise, he filled the world with splendor with light, with life. Contained in the package of a baby was all of the light and life that you could imagine. He described, John described it this way. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. And we have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only who came from the Father full of grace. And truth. John captures the wonder of Christmas. And the idea is this that when Christmas captivates, you can't help but celebrate. When Christmas captivates, you can't help but celebrate. The wonder of Christmas fills us with worship god showed up and moved in to the neighborhood and now we're filled with awe and wonder that leads to worship what captivates you about christmas should drive your celebration imagine god becoming one of us into the darkness his light shines into our death his life comes and we miss it. We miss it because we become too familiar that it's led to contempt and we're prone to wander. We're prone to replace the beauty of Christmas with more and more and more. We lost we're lost not just Because we're too familiar with Christmas and we've lost the wonder, but there's a lostness in us. There's an emptiness in every one of us that nothing can fill. See, no matter how much more you get, it's never enough, and no matter how much you wander, you never find your way, because there's a spiritual lostness and a spiritual emptiness that God knew every one of us had. And that's what's left us broken in a broken world. That spiritual lostness is what Jesus called sin. It's a sickness inside of every one of us that pushes us away from God. We've lost the wonder and we wander into lostness. It's a spiritual emptiness that corrupts everything about our life, leaving us always looking but never finding, always grabbing for more but never filling. And this spiritual corruption called sin not only separates us from God, but it leaves us on a life course, not just toward death, but toward forever judgment. But God, but God refused to leave you and I alone And so he looked down from heaven to the people he loved and he stepped in to intervene in our story. John wrote that God became a man. Light entered the darkness, life came into death. And that was the story and the message of Jesus is that he became one of us. And Jesus not only was born to live, but born to die. His death, the payment that we deserved. Jesus dies on a cross. He absorbs our guilt and our shame brought on by sin. He dies in our place. His death, the death penalty we owe. Jesus not only died, but he rose again. And in his resurrection, he offers the light and life that he brought to the world. So when you and I believe in Jesus by faith, we're forgiven of sin and given new and forever life. And God's story... Jesus' story, the story of Christmas, changes everything for anyone and everyone who dares to believe and would venture to come close to a God who came close to them. God's story changes your story. He wants to change your story right now. He wants to change the story of those you love He wants to change everything about every part of your story. But God's story is not the way you imagine. And that's why it's so easy to miss. So many missed it when Jesus came because it's not the way you would imagine. No, what you and I would imagine is so different. I mean, imagine what it would be like for eternity to come into the temporary, for heaven to collide with earth. I mean, what you would imagine is that mountains melt and oceans roar, that the skies would be filled with thunder and lightning and rocks would split open in celebration. But wasn't at all what you would imagine. Wasn't like that. No, the planets and stars and everything on earth held its breath as God came close. And as silent as snow falling, God quietly entered the very world he created. The infinite God stepped into time hardly anyone noticed the god who created all space and created all things putting himself into the womb of a virgin the prince of heaven becomes a pauper the emperor of eternity confined by time and space the king of all kings clothed, contained in human form. And we miss him. We overlook him. We pass by him. And we miss the beauty and the wonder of Christmas. But for anyone who notices, it changes everything. Changes your story. See, the wonder of Christmas the God who came close the wonder of Christmas is Jesus and his message is wonderful and my challenge to you is let's just reflect on that passage where the author John writes and God came the word came and made his dwelling among us And because the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us, it changes everything for everyone. Our response is that we worship in wonder the God who came close. So that we would no no longer have to wander in lostness, but we could be captivated by the wonder of Christmas which would lead us to celebrate. Don't become too familiar with a God who came close. Don't miss the beauty and the wonder of Christmas. That an infinite God would be contained in in time and he would limit himself to the womb of a virgin. Imagine God hiding his glory in a womb containing his generosity in the poverty of a nation like Israel, oppressed by Rome. Being willing to take his perfection, his majesty, and place it in the awkwardness of a teenager, hidden behind the hands of a carpenter. And because God hid his glory and his majesty, You could miss it like so many missed it. See, God won't force his presence on you. He didn't force his presence on Mary or the shepherds or the wise men who came to worship. And God did not force himself on anyone. He invited them to respond in wonder. God is not forcing himself on you. He comes close and he invites you to respond in wonder. And when you respond in wonder, your hands are thrown open wide in worship. Worship, simply giving God his due, responding to God with the awe and the adoration he deserves. So don't miss how God hid his splendor. Don't miss Jesus in the womb of Mary. Don't miss a barn, a manger, with God born into humanity. Don't miss the divine with hands and human skin. No, allow this moment, this story, the majesty of God to fill you with wonder, so much wonder that you're willing to offer him your worship, offer him your, yourself, Make yourself available. Give him your abilities. Give him your affection. The way John wrote it, he says, "'We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and the only who came from the Father.'" He he was writing about how we can see the glory of God even hidden in the commonness of man. And the point is that when you see God's glory you glorify. See, the glory of God should drive us to glorify, but he doesn't drive, he doesn't push, he doesn't force, he invites us. Here's what I see when I, when I examine, when I look at Jesus, as I read about him in the Bible. While he may have been hidden, you could begin to see his glory cracked through. See, when Jesus showed up, even Mary couldn't contain him. The stars, they begin to shine. Angels began to sing, a choir celebrates. You can't contain his majesty. Jesus as a little boy, but you can't hide it. Wise men come to bow and worship and offer their gifts. In celebration, he grows and he begins to teach, but through his teachings, people could hear the wonder and the majesty, the glory of God. When he touched the eyes of the blind and they see, everyone's eyes began to open to the glory of God. When he healed the sick, every heart began to heal and feel. God's glory. When he raised the dead, the death-defying glory of God broke through. And even in a moment when you would have thought all hope was lost and wonder fades, Jesus is beaten, cut open, crucified. You know what was going on? With every cut, in every lash, in every piercing, what was really being cut away was not Jesus' divinity, but his humanity. With every cut, what began to break open was the glory of God. With every drop of blood, what dripped out was his majesty, his divine And as Jesus was cut open, as he was crucified, what was really breaking out was the glory of God and God's glory broke out and breaks out and breaks through for you. Don't miss this. You are invited to not only receive and respond to the glory of God, but when you see his glory, you begin to glorify. See, you were made to glorify God. Don't we'll get trapped in worshiping things that are made, worshiping things you can see, worshiping things you can earn or deserve. When we get our eyes off of the wonder of Jesus, we replace him with something far less. But in Christmas, God's glory came through, and you're invited to discover your purpose and your destiny, which is to begin to worship. You were made to worship. And then John continues, he said, we have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. (laughs) John is writing as if to foreshadow that Jesus is the gift that's better than any gift you can receive at Christmas. See, Jesus is the wonder of Christmas and he's more than enough. During a season when so much has been stripped away, so much has been taken, and so much has been lost, I wanna make sure that we don't lose the wonder of Christmas and live lost. What, What could easily be forgotten is that no matter what you open on Christmas, no matter what gift you receive, if you're missing the gift of Jesus, you have everything but nothing. And if you've got nothing under the tree, or you can't travel for the holidays, or you feel like a lot has been taken from you during this season, if you have Jesus, the wonder of Christmas, he's more than enough. See, when you miss that, you begin to over-accessorize Jesus. You add on tradition and religion, rituals and ceremony, and you feel like you need more and more and more to make up for the wonder. But when you over-accessorize Jesus, it's not that we remove Christ from Christmas. We reduce him to an add-on, to an extra, to a figurine, to a song. But Jesus needs no accessories he is more than enough. And if you have Jesus, you have all that you need and more. He is wonderful, counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, the prince of peace. And he is more than enough in your life. And he's always been more than enough. And he's worthy of our worship. When I want to invite you, if you've never said yes to Jesus, this is a moment where you can respond and receive the greatest gift of all. And I want to invite you and welcome you to make that commitment. I mean, what better time than Christmas than to say yes to Jesus by faith. You believe that he was born? He was born to rescue us, that God came close. What an awesome idea and what an awesome reality. And because he came close, we see his glory and we respond by glorifying. We discover that Jesus is more than enough, and so I want to invite you, if you're making that commitment right now, you say yes to Jesus, and let us know that. We would love to encourage you and support you as you begin this new journey of faith in Jesus, and so simply let us know by texting the name Jesus to 41411. It might seem like a little bit of an odd thing to do, during a Christmas celebration, but can I invite you, that's right, just pull out your phone real quick, text the NAME JESUS to 41411. And we want to cheer you on and we want to encourage you. We want to just give you a quick next step as you begin this new journey with Jesus. But then there are many of you who you've said yes to Jesus. You've received a gift, but you've treated him like another gift. Jesus doesn't want to be one gift among many. He wants to fill your life with wonder and invite you to worship. And So would you lay aside all the distractions, all the cares, all the preoccupations, all the busyness, and all that you've lost. All that you may not be able to do and experience during Christmas and discover that what has been missing is the wonder that's left us lost. I want to take a moment, I want to pray with you. Pray over each of us that we would be filled with and recapture the wonder that leads us to worship. Jesus, thank you. Thank you, Prince of Heaven, that you were willing to become the pauper, an emperor of eternity, confined in a baby. Thank you that you were willing to do all of that for us, for those of us who've wandered lost away from you. You came, pursued us and rescued us, and you offer us new life and forever life through forgiveness, and we receive your gift. Not just a gift, but the gift. And as we receive this gift, we are filled with wonder, and we want to worship. So would you receive our worship now? In Jesus' name, amen.